Warning, this episode will contain adult language, mature situations, lots of celebration, and some really cool reviews. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to the 500th episode of the Spirekin Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope you're doing well out there, and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this awesome podcast, which you can find at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. Just look up, just look us up, and I guarantee you find us one way or the other. We'll be on our YouTube channel. You can check us out also on our Instagram channel. Hope you, everyone is doing good. Hope you're excited for an awesome podcast. And I am so excited for this because, well, let's be honest, 500 episodes. I started this with Mason in May 15th of 2008, and since then we've done 500 episodes with tons of manga. That's over... 500 hours of content with tons of rants, raves, different conversations, and most importantly, that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, which you can accept no substitute. Now, with that in mind, let's actually get to it because I am so excited, so excited to go over this with everybody and to talk about the coolness that is these episodes and everything we've gone over, but as tradition dictates, let's actually start this off right by starting off with our manga review of the episode. And because, hey, it's been 500 episodes, and if you remember from that last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated me that we're reviewing a manga that was written by Yukimura Makoto, and uh, it's published by Kodansha, meaning it's released over here by Kodansha USA, and its original run was April 2005, and it's still coming out to this day, even though the cool part is that it actually was released in two different magazines. First, it was released in Weekly Shonen Magazine from April to October 20. Uh, 2005, and then uh, it changed over to monthly afternoon in December of 2005, and that's where it's been ever since. Now, that means that there are 26 volumes of this awesome series. It is a pretty long-running series, and it is a pretty epic series. And the crazy part about this is that, as you notice, it was in a shonen magazine, so it technically should be classified as a shonen series, but it evolved over time and became a senin series. So its genre is shonen, now it's for Senin, so it actually grew up, which actually works because this is a story of a young man who does grow up and changes over time. And the genre for this is going to be an adventure, epic, historical saga series. And what is the name of this manga that I am talking about? Well, the manga for it's pretty simple and easy. It is actually Vinland Saga. And Vinland Saga is a pretty epic and intriguing story that spans several years, and it follows one individual. But more importantly than that, it is following one of the most awesome, nomadic, and potentially strongest people in the world. And we're talking about the Vikings, or as they were known, the Danes or the Normanni. And this follows them in 1002 through 1024 AD. So it's been a while. And they are the ones that you call for when you want to wage war. They're the ones that you do not fuck with, to be honest with you. Uh, when it opens up, actually they are being used to assist with the Franks' siege of Normandy. Now, for those of you who are unaware, the Franks is the old term for the French. And they're there to kick some butt and take some names. And the French are like, oh, they're just a bunch of people that we don't care about, that they're just a bunch of savages, we could screw them over. But when the Normans come to play, well, they really come to play. This is actually a scene of them sieging 
one of the castles by dragging the boats. And it just looks like two dragons are coming over the ground, even though they're just boats. And this intimidation factor is how intimidating and kick-ass they are. Because, let's be honest, they're Vikings, they're barbarians, they kill anything possible. And to prove that they're just as smart, when they make a deal... They go through with the deal and they help them out, but beforehand, while they're raiding the village, the French are like, oh, they won't mess us up and screw us over. No. While they're invading and raiding, the Vikings also will pillage and plunder, meaning they take the entire treasury, and the French get nothing, and the Normans, the Vikings, get everything, and this is why they are kick-ass and amazing. And this is the first chapter of the manga, just setting up this insanity, and also... It sets up something really important, which is the main focus of the story, which is our main character of Thorfinn. And Thorfinn is a young man who was living in Iceland in an idyllic nature, in a village with his father, his mother, and his sister. And he only knew the stories that their neighbor, Leif Erikson, told them about going to Vinland, the land of pastures, and about Vikings and how awesome they are. And as he hears these stories, he wants to be a warrior. He wants to be this warlord and great person who kicks ass. The only problem is that when the truth happens and he finds out what being a Viking really means, it messes with him severely. And when it opens up, he is actually a member of this marauding group that attacks the Franks. And then he says, I want to, instead of taking money, I don't want anything. I just want to have a fight with our leader, uh, Asklad, and I want to kill him. Why does he want to kill him? Well, because Asklad killed his father. His father, this amazing leader and this very noble and horrific warrior known as Thor the Troll, or just Thor, moved to Iceland with his family to... He faked his death and he said, I'm not going to fight anymore. I don't want to deal with this. I am just doing my own thing. However, due to some circumstances, turns out that his former group found out that he existed. And they said, listen... Thor, we know you ran off. We're not mad at you. We understand. But there's been a situation that happened. The English slaughtered Princess Gunhild, the sister to the current king, King Sven of Denmark. And we need the Vikings to go and kick some ass. And if you come with us, all will be forgiven. There is no kill order on you, and that's it. And if you don't, well, we're going to have to kill everyone in this village. So Thor, not telling anybody what happened, he says... I'm going to come back and I'm going to defeat the English and take names. And he gets a bunch of people to join him. And what he's actually going to do is he's going to separate from them, send all these kids who are excited to fight onto a boat that's going to go away to somewhere else. Meanwhile, he's going to get on a separate boat and just arrive alone because this is definitely a trap and he's going to get killed. Only problem is that his son, Thorfinn, sneaks up board and ends up becoming a hostage and then ends up getting causing for his father to be killed. So Thorfinn just wants revenge against the guy who killed his father. And this story is epic and dark and twisted. And this is just the first part of it is him trying to get his revenge. But then from there, it leads to him maturing as an adult. And this manga is violent. Severely violent. Like I said, his father was Thor the Troll. And why was he known as that? Because he slaughtered people immensely. He would jump from boat to boat. They'd be like, get your archers ready. Meanwhile, Thor was on the boat slaughtering everybody. So you did not fuck with these people. This is a truly violent series. You could say it's similar to Berserk with its violence, but it's not as gory or twisted as Berserk, because Berserk goes to very fucked up length. Meanwhile, this matures into something else entirely. There are some epic battle scenes in this. There is truly momentous moments, because this does take place during 
that period of time when there was so many wars going on. Wars between the French and the English, the Normans and the French, the Danes and the English, the Germans and the Danes, the Romans and the Danes, and there's and the Danes and the Danes. They all were constantly fighting. And this is looking at it through a point of view that is very, well, let's be honest. It's someone who starts off, I love war. War's gonna be great to seeing the horrors of war after he deals with Rwanda. To be honest with you, seeing Thorfinn grow up from one point to just being like, I don't want to fight anymore, is kind of fascinating. And more importantly, it's engaging. There's some great characters in this series, and Thorfinn is probably the best of them all, but you have so many others like Askeladd, who is the betrayer of his father, who is very, let's say, he's a great con artist. He'll be like, yeah, I'm going to fight fair, but then he's going to manipulate you to do his own thing. Meanwhile, we have someone like Leif Erikson, a historical figure, who is that guy who is there to make sure that... Exploration still happens, even though everyone thinks he's just a nut job who went out to sea one day and made up a story when in reality he did find Vinland, he did find it, because Vinland is Canada, and he did come back, so there's that. To get onto this further, let's actually get to something a little more intriguing and engaging, which is actually the actual production quality of this manga. So, this manga is released in the U.S. in a huge hardcover tome, which covers two volumes, and it is beautiful. It has this elegant gloss to it, as you can see. And you have Thorfinn on the cover. It says book one. It's got some of the symbols. It's got a boat on the cover. It's got Nornic runes on it. And it looks elegant. Kodansha did an amazing job with this. And more importantly, the paper just pops. Just going to one of the more unique scenes in the story is when you have Thorf going to kick some butt. It shows he is Thorf the troll when they're trying to siege him. And he just does jumps off from one boat to the other in a hero pose. And it's an epic scene. And Thorf would have won if it was just because his son was an idiot and hadn't stowed away. Because his son was a little boy, just like, I want to fight. I want to show I'm a warrior, unlike my dad who's a coward. It's like his dad isn't a coward. His dad just wants to move forward and to get things done. And more importantly, he doesn't want to kill anybody anymore. He knows that life is more important than death. But I digress. So this is a great series and in the U.S., there is 12 volumes out right now, and they are huge. Now, the price point on this is a little expensive. It's $19 a pop. Well done, well executed, and more importantly, it's one of these series that you really want to check out. It's one which is engaging, and the only issue I do have with it is it does take a while to get to some points, and it does drag in some volumes, which, while I love that, it does get a little bit tedious like most long-running series. There is a little bit of filler. However... It is an excellent series, and because of all those reasons, because of that, I have to give this our, well, our second highest rating of... Borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky. It's a great series that is well done. There are some issues with it, but it is a phenomenal and fun series that is just one of those ones that you just definitely want to read, you definitely want to check out, and more importantly than that, it's one that you're going to want to show to your friends. Uh, if you've seen the anime, it's a decent adaptation. They do change the timeline around a little bit. So you see more of what's going on flashbacks later on instead of it being where it opens up with the attack on Normandy and then going back in time in Medius Res, which is very similar to Berserk. And one thing I do have to bring up is that a lot of people compare this to Berserk with its length and its violence. And the difference is that in this series, unlike in Berserk, Berserk opens up, Emetus Rez, Guts is the Black Swordsman, and he wants revenge, and then from there it goes to his past and all the horrific things that happened. Guts does not Guts evolves, but for the most part he is still a killing machine no matter what. In this, he ends up 
evolving and becoming a better man. Thorfinn becomes a better person and a much more passive person a little quicker and learns from his mistakes quicker, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. So if you've actually read this and you disagree with me or you agree with me, you can let me know, honestly. You can email me personally at zan at spyarkin.com or you can tweet me at spyarkin if you want to know. Also, if you want to check out any of our early episodes, www.spyarkin.com or you can go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash spyarkin. Spyarkin Mong Review. Definitely check it out. And so, with that in mind, before we go any further, let's do the other main thing that we do all the time. And I'm talking about the the releases for the week. And this is for actually last week because I started a little late this week because New Year's Eve and all of that. Let's actually get to the releases from last week, which was the 3rd of January, 2023. So, what do we got? First off, we have the actual strongest, I'm the actual strongest, question mark, which was released last week. That's volume one. Next, we had Bite Maker Volume 7 was released this week. Blue Box Volume 2. Interesting series. I've heard some good things about it. I really want to check it out eventually, though. Chilling in Another World Volume 5. Dr. Stone Volume 24. We are still going on. I think this is close to the last volume. I think there's only one volume left after this. And then the series is done unless they do a spinoff, so be excited for that. How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, the manga Volume 15, which is looks pretty cool. I'm Kind of Chubby, and I'm Your Hero Volume 1. I don't know what this is about. It looks interesting and confusing. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Arena the Vampire Cosmonaut, the light novel, volume three. And if you've never read Arena the Vampire Cosmonaut, it's actually a really good series. I picked it up randomly and I started reading it. I can't wait for the manga to come out so I can put on the Wheel of Manga and we can talk about it. But it's one of those ones which is sci-fi and horror in a unique way where it works pretty well. Next we have Kubo Won't Let Me Be Invisible, volume five. Uh, if you've seen the series, you know how it is. Then we have Kuma 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 Bear, the manga, volume 7. Yes, the continuing journey of Kuma 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 Bear, which I will admit, I changed my opinion on. The manga got a little better later on. But again, it's one of those series that kind of was infuriating at first. My Love Mix-Up, volume 6. My Sister, the Cat, volume 1. This one looks intriguing. I don't know if it's a reverse Isekai or if it's something else going on, but it's one which looks super cute, and as a cat fan, I have to definitely check this out. Speaking of cats, we also had Night of the Living Cat, Volume 2. Yes, the sequel to the horror series, where people turn into cats when they're scratched by cats. What happens in this one? Well, you're going to have to wait and find out. Then you have Parallel Parallel, Volume 12. Prince Freya, Volume 8. Queen's Quality, Volume 16. Romantic Killer, Volume 2, finally was released. So it's, even though it's behind because the Netflix series did the entire first three volumes, it's still there and it's going to be a little bit cooler. So this is one that you definitely should pick up if you're a fan of the series. Then we have Succumbus and Hitman, Volume 3, which was The Elusive Samurai, Volume 4. The Dance Blade Sorcerer Shall Rule the World. I think this actually is getting an anime adaptation this season. I don't know if you know... Leave me a message in the chat or comment below on your thoughts if this was released or not. Anyway, after this we have The Titan's Bride, Volume 2, which looks, well, it's a manga about the Titan's Bride. And then last and certainly not least, we have The World's Fastest Level Up Light Novel, Volume 1. What is this about? Well, who knows. But that's the, the manga series, and those are what have just been released this week. Now, which are the ones that you're most excited for? For me personally, the ones I was most excited for is obviously Romantic Killer, Night of the Living Cat, The Elusive Samurai, Dr. Stone, and surprisingly, Arena the Cosmic Vampire. 
What about you? Which are the ones that you're most excited about? Let me know. Email me at zadspirekin.com or tweet me at Spirekin. Let me know your thoughts on these titles and more importantly, what you wanted to buy or what you did buy. Let me know. Do a little bit of housekeeping beforehand. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N at Spirekin.com. You can tweet me at Spirekin. All these will be in the show notes, by the way. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube. Just type in S-P-I-R-E-K-N in the show notes or in the search bar, and I'll guarantee you find us one way or the other. And you can join our Patreon to help us create more fun content for you to enjoy if you want to support our podcast. We have five levels that are available, including our Konnichiwa level, our Aloha level, and our Buongiorno level, and, of course, our What's Up level, yes, and each one gets you different things based on your price point. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me personally at zazfirekin.com or join our Patreon. We have tons of free content, including episodes that were never released. And more importantly, we have tons of reviews that have never seen the light of day and a lot of reactions that, well, for reasons I could never release. So definitely check it out. There's even one gag that's for our What's Up members, which is literally every time in the background that I've cursed in the last two years. So it's just a montage of me saying, fuck Fuck, fuck for every error. It's pretty funny. I think it's like 15 minutes, but definitely check it out if you have a good sense of humor. But that uh, that shilling is out of the way. What else is going on? Since this is the 500th episode, we actually are going to be giving away a copy of a manga. It might be Vinland Saga, or it might be something else. How do you apply? Well, all you have to do is comment in the show notes of this episode in the next week. So just comment and leave me a cool comment or a reference from your favorite episode throughout the 500 episodes can't be this episode but pick one and give me a reference to why you like that episode and i will choose one and whoever gets it i'll message you and you will win a free manga you have until the 26th of january 2023 so that is going to be in well 10 days and for those of you who are listening to the audio podcast at spirekin.com you could Enter as well. Just email me, zanspirekin.com, or tweet me at Spirekin with your favorite moment from the last 500 episodes. The winner will get a free manga, and I am excited to see what favorite moments everyone has. Because I've got tons of them, because, like I said, 500 episodes. Long time talking about so many things. And because of the 500 episodes, well, let's be honest, there's something which is kind of cool that happened, and some bad things that have happened over the years. I've talked with tons of people about things. I've talked with creators in the podcast. I've talked with various co-hosts from Baz, Mason, Belchan, Greta, Timbo, Cal, Raze. We've had tons of co-hosts on this show. And we've talked about tons of manga. Everything from shonen to shoujo, gekiga, little kid manga, even actual comic books. We've talked about them so much. And I've talked about so many mangas over the years. So what I did is, as a request to everybody, I've put... Some of my favorite and my least favorite mangas of all time, and I've compiled them in a list. However, this isn't a list that I said, oh yeah, these are definitely the worst, these are the best, this is my order, this is my top X, this is my top Y. No. I got a list of them, and then how did I decide what these mangas were? Well, I connected them to the Wheel of Manga. I wrote down a bunch of names and I spun them to see what I got, and this is the list I came up with. So here is a list of the worst and awesome manga I've talked about. So let's start off with the worst manga reviewed in the... Spire Kid Manga Review. And some of these are amazing and some of these are truly horrific. But I gotta admit, some of these just are gonna make me cringe or they're gonna make you laugh. So let's actually get to some of the worst manga reviewed in these Spire Kid Manga Review. And I'll even give you the episode title so you can listen to me rant about them. So starting off with number 10 from episode 61, we have Clannad. Yes, the series which has made so many people cry and feel bad about themselves. I know the anime is one of those weird guilty pleasures 
that some people really like, but I the manga was so horrible and just poorly executed, I just could not stand this title. I really couldn't. Now, if you want to hear my total reaction to it, it was in episode 61. And I gotta say, it was just complete... I have, I have feelings. Next one, number nine, from episode 38 of the podcast. So this is in 2009 I did this one. And this is a manga which technically should have been number one, but it wasn't. And why? Because it is Worst. Yes, the story of a bunch of delinquents who get involved in a judo tournament, and we have a main character who first seems like Goku, and then he becomes super crazy. This, I expected so much more from, and I like sports manga, but this one just was like, yeah, it's a delinquent school, and then it's going to be about sports manga, but then, no, it's not about sports manga, it's just the main character is unlikable completely. I couldn't get into it. If you like worst, let me know your thoughts, because let's be honest, it's just kind of, yeah... It's it's a it's it's a thing. Next we have number eight, which was episode four oh eight, and this one was relatively new. I read this last year, and I gotta admit, this one was one which sounded like such a good idea, but just the art is so horrible, the main character is so unlikable. I just could not stand this. And we're talking about Machimaho. I messed up and made the wrong person into a magical girl. This is by Sonryu, and wow. I didn't think I could hate a character so much as the main character in this. She is completely abysmal. And I get that that's the joke. The joke is you're not supposed to like her because she's just a POS. However, yeah, I just, the artwork really detested me and I just could not stand the series. I really could not. I gave it a second shot and it still did not improve at all. So, yeah, there's that. Next we have from episode 450, our number seven. This is an Izekai that just, well, let's get to it. It is going to be Time Stop Hero, Volume 1. Yes, this was by Yosunori Mitsunaga. And this is an Izekai where a guy gets sent to another world and he has the ability to stop time. And what does he do with this power to stop time? Does he do really cool stuff? No, he stops time to look at girls' panties and remove them because he's a panty thief. And yeah, I mean, I get it. It's... A joke that the first time is funny but then he just keeps going on and on with it and it does not have much it doesn't get momentum it just gets more and more garbagey and just at the end you're like fuck this manga it's just crap it really is i know there's a lot of fans who like this and i apologize but that's just my feelings on this yeah next number six from episode 274 this one is not Izakai. This is another one which has to deal with panties a lot. We're talking about Showman Sample. I was abducted by an elite all-girls school as a sample commoner. This was by Takafumi Nanasuki and art by Rizumai. And yeah, the art is great in this. But the story is so just... Yeah. It's just, it's bad. It's, uh, oh, a kid gets kidnapped, he's taken to all-girls school, and we're going to say that he's a per- he's gay because reasons. And then he's going to walk around, and it, the whole joke is, oh, he's gay, and oh, there's a love triangle, and oh, like, which should be interesting, but it's not. It's just lazy writing, and it's just poorly done. It's not even an interesting concept, because it just, you, you had a possibility, and just you failed miserably in it. It's just bland, and nothing new comes from it. And, yeah. That's all I got to say about Showman Sample. Yeah, listen to episode 274, you'll hear my thoughts. Next one, number five. This is from episode 357, the most controversial series that was released on Funimation for two weeks. We're talking about, yep, 
Interspecies Reviewers by Amahaze and art by Masha. Yes, this garbage series about a bunch of guys who go to demon brothels to do things. Yes, this is an etchy that doesn't want to go to hentai level. And why? Because, well, yeah, it's just straight up smut. And, well, yeah, some t- we did an episode about hentai. But, yeah, there was something there. This is just enough said. <laughs> Number four, episode 84. Actually, our first manhwa that we talked about. The podcast, we talked about Jack Frost by Jin Hoko. This is a story of a girl who transfers to a school where there's a psychotic student who's a vampire who kills people and can reborn, Jack Frost. This was, at the time, something I thought was abysmal. And as time has grown on, it is not as bad as I thought, but still is an abysmal and just poorly done vampire story. That's like, we're going to make slice of life, high school, and vampires, and gore, and it just doesn't know what it wants to be. It, it had no idea where it was going, and to be honest with you... Going back years later, it's it's just not my thing, and just it was just poorly done. I think I would have liked it to be a little better. That's my thing. My thing is I had high hopes, and it just let me down. So now number three, episode two hundred and forty-nine. This one is kind of shocking because I love the artist and I love his next series, but this just we're talking about Ringu by Shima Bakuro Mitsutoshi, the creator of Toriko, and what the fuck? Why? Was this just like, I want to try to get into something and I'm doing this? Was this an experiment that he did? I don't know. It just, yeah. Toriko's so good. And then there's this, which is just crap. And it was like, oh, no. The whole concept of this is that there's a made-up sport that they give one set of rules the first episode or first chapter. And then episode, chapter two, they completely change the episode. Characters are not interesting. The sport is not even like, it's like, what the fuck? It's just perplexing. And it's not like... Like, Toriko has weird elements that are novel and interesting. This, no. Just, no. And the proto-Toriko, like, after reading Toriko, I can appreciate the main character, but no. Just, yeah. Right. Now, number two was from episode 38. This is actually our earliest manga, the one which is one of the earliest, most hated manga of all time. And this one is one which, if you can get a hold of it, well, good luck reading it. Because this one is just horrific. And that is Toxic. So Toxic, for those of you who definitely check out the episode, but long story short, it's about post-World War III and Nazis have taken over and anyone who is not a specific race, gender, this or that is killed immediately. And the main character is going to try to kill the main boss. But to get to that point, it has to go through a bunch of horrific images, horrific comments, really bad designs, and then be shoujo stuff. Because all the characters will be shoujo, which is fine. But you're, you're hinting at Shonen Eye, but you don't bite the bullet on it. It's like, oh, we're going to be, no, we're not going to, oh, we're going to, no, we're not, oh, we, no. It's just hesitating to do anything. If this was a Shonen Eye, it would be more plausible, but it's not. It's like the artist with Shonen Eye tried to do something serious, and they failed at that. I mean, what the fuck? How do you not? Anyway, this is just making me mad. Listen to episode 38, you'll hear my thoughts more so into this. But, yeah. Anyway. Finally, before we get to number one of our most hated and worst mangas we've reviewed, let's get to Dishonorable Mention from episode 330. And one of the most controversial ones on this, where I've got tons of comments about it. We're talking about Fire Punch by Tatsuko Fujimoto, the creator of Chainsaw Man. And I love Chainsaw Man. I love that series so much. Fire Punch was, had some great elements and concepts 
And it just, the, the concept was really cool, but then it just got horrific. It just became mean-spirited and poorly done. Part of me wanted to give it that typical reading material just because there were some comments, but just in the end, it was so, the parts that are bad are so bad, it oversees the good parts. And that's my opinion about this, that they're just, yeah. I just can't with this series. I really can't. So that's just honorable mention. And let's get to our number one, our most hated manga, the worst ranked manga according to the Wheel of Manga and according to all the ones we've reviewed over the years. And this is from episode 233, and we're talking about Food Girls. Food Girls is just straight-up smut that's just weird and strange and poorly done, where it's just, oh, hey, the main character is going to look at a food girl, and then cheesecake image. There's no text, there's no plot, it's just, it's like a poor-done two-page doujinshi that they couldn't even get anything done with. This is utter trash and garbage. I can't even try to justify this and if you try to justify this what the fuck is wrong with you yeah uh if you have this type of fetish hey all for you but no just yeah no this is yeah my brain's just kind of snapping right now like what the hell but i digress anywho because we've talked about the darkest and saddest things let's actually go to something a little bit happier and let's go to the some of the best manga of all time reviewed in the spire kid manga review over the last 500 episodes and i'm not gonna put them in rank these are just some amazing manga that we've talked about these are some that are just great and wonderful and stuff that i would never have known about if i never had a chance to review them and then ones i definitely recommend you checking out as well some of these i didn't even want to give a chance and they were amazing and these are our amazing manga reviewed for the podcast so starting off with from episode 360 jojo's bizarre adventure part four diamond is unbreakable arguably my favorite part of jojo's bizarre adventure this series is so insane and it just did so much and just adding the slice of life element and adding the villain of kira made jojo's that much more insane and more cool i mean araki is just out of his fucking mind but I loved this so much. I loved how there were so many unique and weird stands that were introduced in this part. I mean, come on. Red Hot Chili Peppers? We make food and you eat it and you he heal in a most violent way. Surprisingly, Greta loved this one too. So listen to that episode. That was fun. Next, we have one of our newest ones. Episode 497. We're talking about Hayao Miyazaki's Shuna's Journey. Technically not a manga. This is an e-monogatari but it is beautifully done. It is an artistic and whimsical story that you can see elements of Nausicaa, the Valley of the Wind, Princess Mononoke, and all of the ideas he had put in a story which deals with a prince trying to save his kingdom in a unique way. It's one of those ones that I highly recommend checking out. Check out our episode to hear our review of it, and more importantly, to just find out about this amazing manga. It's totally worth it. It's worth the 30 bucks to buy it. It is a really, really, really fucking cool, or as our new rating system a really cool next another newer one from episode 447 yep i got a post about it and we're talking about lupon the third greatest heists lupon is one of my favorite characters that i learned about through this podcast and he is amazing and this manga is a great love letter to it which has the first chapter and tons of other little elements with lupon the third and this is a great collection to get a hold of it's a nice hardcover and it's well it's lupon so Okay, from episode 201, it is one of the greatest of all manga that is in the shonen genre, and one which is coming to an end soon. Talk about My Hero Academia, the story of Deku, a young boy who ends up starting quirkless and then getting a quirk from the greatest hero ever, and all the insanity that has followed. Tons of side characters, tons of villains, and 
where we're at right now, it has gotten so dark. I don't know how this is going to end, but I cannot wait to see what happens to Deku and with all the other characters. And gotta admit, as villains go, All for One is a horrific villain that is just amazing. He's could only have come from something like this. So yeah. Next we have episode 314, and this one is a little bit more of a badass one, and one which has become a mantra. We're talking about Way of the House Husband by Kosuke Ono. Yes, the story of Tatsu, who left being a Yakuza to become a house husband and all of his insane antics. This is twisted, fun, and hysterical just because of some of the stupid things. Since I read this manga, my Roomba is now known as the part-timer because of this manga. So, yeah, check out the episode. This one is a blast if you have not read it. Next, we have episode 282. This is a manga which is a little bit hard to get a hold of, but totally worth it. We're talking about Love is Money. The story of a young man who, in order to save his sister's life, joins an insane game involving a bunch of people who are stuck in a underground facility and having to lose one of their senses one at a time. This is twisted, dark, and amazing. This is one of those stories I would love to see an anime adaptation for, even though this has not come out in years. I would pay to see this. If you have not read this, it's totally worth reading. How you get a hold of it? Well, that's up to you. Listen to the episode, find out more. Next, we have episode 407. This one is one that breaks my heart, but it is one I will recommend always. We're talking about Yoru Sumino's I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. The story of a young man who finds out that his classmate is dying of pancreatic cancer and the relationship they develop because of that. This story is beautiful, it's wonderful, it's heartbreaking, and more importantly than that, it's one of those ones which it's, it's a good cry, and it shows about life in general, dealing with the unfairness of it as well. I've got to admit that this one hurts, just remembering some of the things. I'm not going to say any more, but read this manga. It'll change your life, guaranteed. Okay, number three is a manga which, well, let's be honest, it's one of the first animes I watched a long time ago, and it's a manga which, it's amazing. We're talking about Yoshihiro Tagashi's Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes, the story of Yusuke, the delinquent kid who becomes a spirit detective, and all the insanity behind this. And all because he had to save a little kid from getting hit by a car. This series still holds up to this day. It is still a great shonen series, and it's one of those ones that, if you have not experienced it, Check it out because there are so many great characters, so many great moments, and so many exceptional characters that are in this. Hiei is still one of the most badass characters ever. Now we have episode 475. I know a lot of new stuff, but I was thinking about it and I went through all the other stuff. And there's so many. Surprisingly, really, really, really cool is one of my highest ratings ever. I give I gave over 100 titles this one. So I'd go through 100 titles to find the ones I really liked. So, yeah. Anyway. So in episode 475, we have Island in a Puddle by Kei Sanbei. This is the story of a young boy who switches places with a killer, and he has to figure out what to do to save his little sister and to not be executed by a group of Yakuza. Island in a Puzzle is a suspenseful and dark story that has a very Freaky Friday element, and we root for our main character just because he's loving and cares about his sister so much and he's been given a shit hand the entire time. I'll say that opening scene by the Ferris wheel before everything goes wrong is so tragic. And we want good things for the main character. How's it going to end? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. So before we get to the next point, let's actually get to our honorable mentions. And for our honorable mentions, these are some of the best manga of all time. These are ones that I love and I 
talk about constantly, but they just, I felt that I've talked about them way too much. We're talking about Rose of Versailles, Saison Life, Insufficient Direction, Blackjack, which that was a series that I've talked about so much that I hated before I reread it. Now, one of my favorite mangas of all time, Yatsuba, Ranma One Half, which is still in my top 10 no matter what. And then in Close Called Fat, a story which should be read, Moyoko Ano's discussion about a disease that many people are afflicted by and one which it's done elegantly and yeah so tons of different manga over the years some are violent some are fun some are weird so much over the last 500 episodes and the next 500 are gonna be just as crazy i'm gonna find a bunch of manga to talk about and don't worry we're not done yet but let's get to that one that only the number one our number one manga from episode 434 by yoshitori oima we're talking about To Your Eternity, the story of a being that was created from someone else who has to experience all of life by shape-shifting and just examining the world. This is an examination of the human condition, and more importantly, it is a dark story that has a bit of light at the end. And there's a reason why this is a New York Times bestseller, and it's one that you should experience for yourself. Check out episode 434 to see my thoughts on this, and more importantly, where we're going with this. And so those are my top 10 best manga and my top 10 worst manga of the last 500 episodes. So what are your thoughts? Which ones did you agree with? Which ones did you disagree with? What about you? Out of the 500 episodes, what were your top 10 that I reviewed that you agreed with or that you thought I was completely bullshitting about? Let me know. Zanspirekin.com or tweet me at Spirekin. And wow, 500 episodes. It's crazy. And I know this is a longer episode than usual. And I usually am like, yeah, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. But you know what? We try the best we can, and we and I've been doing this so long, and I still love doing this. Because I love talking to you, I love giving recommendations, and I love talking about manga, and I'm going to keep doing this till an old man, where this beard right here, yeah, I got a, I grew a beard over the winter, I'm going to shave it eventually, but this beard's going to be long, like Mate and Kill Bill 2, and when I have that long beard, I got to read my manga with a long magnifying glass, or it's in large print, that's when I'll stop, but I'm not going to stop, I'm going to keep going. And I thank each and every one of you who have checked this out and who have been here for the entire time. So thank you so much. Like and subscribe. Go to our podcast at spirekin.com. Remember to like and subscribe. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Leave us a comment on that. And remember, join our Patreon. Help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash spirekin. And with that in mind, we've covered everything else. But there's one thing that all of you love, all of you care about. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one that only the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the ten slots. So we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's the manga I'm going to review in the next episode because each one has a manga written on it. And some of the ones we have on here are The Ambitions of Oda Nobuna, Yokai Cats, My Home Hero, Maid-sama, Van Dance, No Longer Heroine, Last Game, Dorohiro, Saga of Tiny the Evil, and burn the witch. So which one do you think we're going to get? Well, we're going to find out right now. So let's spin it through and review the next episode, shall we? Pretty good spin. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's almost there. It's almost there. And the next episode, we're reviewing a manga known as Last Game. What's it about? I don't know. But we're going to have to wait and find out to see what it is in the next episode. 
episode 501. And so for the next 10, I'm going to be doing these as video episodes. And from then on, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll keep doing these as video episodes. Or if you listen to the audio, you hear the audio episodes. And we'll see how it goes. But either way, I digress. And as usual, I've been your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time. And keep it.